Hey, how's it going ladies and gentlemen and welcome to another episode of Weekly Code Quickies, your weekly update for tech news, coding, tricks and tips and more. As always, I'm your host Norbert BM and in today's episode we're going to talk about Ethereum. So if you're interested in when Ethereum was invented, what Ethereum is, how Ethereum works, what is Ether and what is gas in the Ethereum blockchain, then come with me on this journey. Also stick around to the end for the big conclusion. So let's start out with when was Ethereum invented? In 2013, a young programmer and co-founder of Bitcoin magazine named Vitalik Buterin described in a white paper Ethereum as a blockchain technology with the goal of building decentralized applications. Buterin argued that Bitcoin and blockchain technologies could benefit from other applications beside money. He made his point that blockchain technology needed a more robust language for application development that could lead to attaching real-world assets such as stocks and property to the blockchain. Ethereum's official announcement was in January 2014 at the North American Bitcoin Conference in Miami. But Ethereum has oddly not just one founder, not even two, but an unusual long list of co-founders. Starting with Vitaly Buterik, then Gavin Wood, Charles Hoskinson, Anthony Delory, Joseph Lubin, Jeffrey Wilkel, Mihai Alessie, and Amir Chetrit. And I hope I didn't leave anyone out. Okay, so what is Ethereum? Well, first of all, Ethereum is not a cryptocurrency. Ethereum is actually a decentralized open source blockchain technology with smart contact functionality. Ether, on the other hand, aka ETH or the Greek sign for C, is actually the native cryptocurrency on the platform. Amongst other cryptocurrencies, Ether is, at the moment at least, second to Bitcoin, the most popular and prices cryptocurrency on the market. The Ethereum platform allows anyone to deploy permanent and immutable decentralized applications onto it, with which other users can then interact. Now, DeFi, which stands short for decentralized financial applications, provide a broad array of financial services without the need for typical financial intermediaries like brokers, exchanges, or banks. DeFi are allowing cryptocurrency users to borrow against their own holdings or lend them out for interest. Ether also allows for the creation and exchange of NFTs, which stands short for non-fungible tokens. Now, these are actually connected to digital works of art or other real-world items and sold as unique digital property. You probably already heard about someone who just bought land. Now, additionally, many other cryptocurrencies appear as ERC-20 tokens on top of the Ethereum blockchain and have utilized the platform for initial coin offerings. Ethereum has started implementing a series of upgrades called Ethereum 2.0, which are not fully integrated yet and are taking them over 10 years for now. This includes a transition to proof-of-stake instead of their current stage, which is proof-of-work, just like Bitcoin has it, and aim to increase their transaction throughput using sharding. Now, how does Ethereum actually work? 
By design, Ethereum is a permissionless, non-hierarchical network of computers, aka nodes, which build and come to consensus on an ever-growing series of blocks or batches of transactions known as the blockchain. Now, each block contains an identifier of the chain that, that must precede it if the block is to be considered valid. Whenever a node adds a block to its chain, it executes the transaction therein in their order, thereby altering the ETH balance and other storage value of Ethereum accounts. These balances and values, collectively known as the state, are maintained on Nod's computer separately from the blockchain. And these are in a Merkle tree. Now each Nod communicates with a relatively small subset of the network known as peers. Whenever a Nod wishes to include a new transaction to the blockchain, it sends the transaction to its peers, who then send it to their peers, and so far and so on. In this way, it propagates throughout the network. Certain nodes called miners maintain its list of all these new transactions and use them to create new blocks, which they then send to the rest of the network. Whenever a node receives a block, it checks the validity of the block and all of the other transactions therein and, if valid, adds it to the blockchain and executes all of its transactions. As the network is non-hierarchical, a node may receive competing blocks which may form competing chains. The network comes to the consensus of the blockchain by following the so-called longest chain rule, which states that the chain with the most blocks at any given time is the canonical chain, in other words, the true chain. This rule achieves consensus because miners do not want to expand the computational work trying to add blocks to a chain that will be abandoned by the network. Now, let's talk about Ether. Ether is the cryptocurrency generated by the Ethereum protocol as a reward to the miner in a proof-of-work system for adding blocks to the blockchain. So at the end of the day, the Ether is the reward that miners get. It is the only currency accepted in the payment transaction fees, which also go to miners. The block reward, together with the transaction fees, provide the incentives to miners to keep blockchains growing and keep processing new transactions. Therefore, Ether is fundamental to the operation of the network. Each Ethereum account has Ether balance and may send Ether to any other account. Ether is often falsely referred to as Ethereum, which is the technology, not the currency. Ether is listed on exchanges under the currency code ETH. The Greek uppercase C character is sometimes used for its currency symbol. Now the shift to Ethereum 2.0 may reduce the issues rate of Ether. There is currently no limited hard cap on the total supply of Ether as it is on Bitcoin. To find out more, Check out my previous episode on Bitcoin. Okay, next up, let's talk about gas. Now, what is this gas in the Ethereum blockchain? Gas is a unit of account within the environment used to calculate the transaction fee. This is the amount of ETH a transaction sender must pay to the miner who includes the transaction to the blockchain. So each type of operation, each type of transaction that may be performed by the EVM is hardcoded with a certain gas cost, which is intended 
to be roughly proportional to the amount of resources or competition and storage a node must expand to perform the operation. When you, the transactor, wish to create a transaction, then you must specify a gas limit and gas price. The gas limit is the maximum amount of gas the sender is willing to use in the transaction. The gas price is the amount of ETH the sender wishes to pay to the miner per unit of gas used. The higher the gas price, the more incentives a miner has to include the transaction in the block. And thus, the quicker the transaction will be included in the blockchain. The sender buys the full amount of gas or the limit set for the gas upfront at the start of the execution of the transaction and is refunded at the end of any gas not used. If at any point, if at any point the transaction does not have enough gas because gas prices fluctuate, to perform the next operation, the transaction is reverted, but the sender still pays for the gas used. This fee mechanism is designed to do a couple of things. First of all, mitigate the transaction spam, then prevent infinite loops during contract executions and provide for a market-based allocation of network resources. So in conclusion, Ethereum is a decentralized, non-hierarchical, immutable blockchain technology that provides his users with the possibility to create smart contracts and buy and sell NFTs. And it's doing this with its native currency Ether, which costs gas to process. And this is Ethereum in a nutshell. Now, if you want to learn more about cryptocurrencies, then please check out my previous episode on Bitcoin. Okay, once, so hope you enjoyed this episode. If you did, give it a like, give it a review on Spotify. If you're not already subscribed, then please consider doing so because we release content like this on a weekly basis. And with this being said, catch you on the flip side. Bye-bye.